What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Kiss My Angelus, your neighborhood feminist podcast. I'm Sarah B., the Sleepy Bandit, and today I'm sitting down with my good friends, Nick and Stephanie, and we're going to talk about what it's like to be single in your 30s. Let's get to it. We'll start with you, Nick. Like, what do you do? How old are you? And um, when was your last relationship? Oh, well... um... What do I do? I do many things. You do, yeah. Change lives. Oh, my radio. God. Today, right, you talked to my cousin's should, boyfriend. Yeah. Thank you um, so much for that, by the way. Professionally, I am a, what we call the music industry advisor at Icon Collective, which is a music production school. So I work with a bunch of up-and-coming music producers and DJs and basically help them break into the music industry. Cool. Um, kind of like a career counselor for DJs. Right. Um, yeah. And then uh, when was your last relationship? Um, well, first, I'm 30 on the dot. Okay. 30 and single. And um, my last relationship was uh, almost exactly a year ago. Okay. Was when it ended. So. Okay. And then that was like a couple of years, right? And that was a three-year relationship. Okay. And then we have Stephanie, who is my old college roommate. Mm-hmm. And then this is the first time we've hung out in a really, really yes. long time. So I'm just going to yes. put that out there. Uh-huh. Because this is a big moment for us. Yeah, this is like catch up for us. I know. So you're really going to get is. a glimpse at, at what my life yeah. has been. So, yeah, tell me what, tell us what you do, how old you are, and when your last relationship was. Um, I am an engineer. I got my degree in civil engineering. So I work for a city um, doing that. And um, I am 31 years old, just cool. turned 31. And I've been single for a really long time. So my last relationship was, I don't know, like seven, eight years ago. Okay. Um, and that lasted maybe like eight months. But before that, it was, yeah. Okay. So how do you guys feel dating has changed for you or maybe like the entire uh, atmosphere of dating since your like early 20s? Mm. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing when I was young. Like I, I was actually having a good conversation with... um with Bernie, who's a, a co-worker of ours, just this evening. And when, like, I've never had game. Like, I don't have game. I've always looked at people that had game and that played the game. I was like, this is just stupid. Like, I don't want to participate in it. So I never, mm-hmm. like, had game. Like, spinning game to girls and, like, all of that was just never, was never my thing. So, like, I never actively dated, really. It was mm-hmm. like, if something would organically happen, then something would something would na- happen naturally. But um, now being like 30 like I'm I feel like I'm at a different place which is like it's just you reach this level of like knowing who you are and this certain level of like comfort and confidence uh-huh. that it's like now it just it's just like so much easier because it's uh-huh. like I don't know I've just like sort You're of like, like surpassed yourself yeah it was like mm. like having no game living in this early 20s world where like you it is a game it's right? and then right. it's like you kind of mm-hmm. get out of that where it's like oh there's you realize like there there is no game anymore and yeah just like mm-hmm. you just kind of be yourself and right. um but but I mean you know then too it's like I think I you know it's like you're trying to you know at 23 25 going after the 23 25 year old girls and they're dating like the 30 year old guys mm-hmm. so now I'm 30 <laughs> so it's totally and different. then the 30 year old girls are like fuck <laughs> <laughs> so yeah what, what about, do I do? what about for you from when you were in your early 20s like 
I think, yeah, I think in my early 20s, it was dating was more about, um, I think it was a scarier world as a, as a young girl, you, especially with my background, you come, you, you don't want to like give it up too easy. You don't, you just want to, you want to be a good girl, but you're also trying to explore or whatever. Um, everything moves a little bit slower in your early, in your early 20s. And then I think, mm-hmm. at, I mean, I was, I was, sing- I've been single for so long that I, I didn't do like the active dating until maybe like three, two, three years ago that I started actually like going out with guys and stuff. Mm-hmm. And when I first started going out with guys, it was that whole relearning thing. So it's like, no guy is going to want to go out with a 28 year old girl and expect her to not give it up until like four <laughs> months down the line. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's like a different timeline, but the conversation is always all, also a lot faster where it's like, what do you want? What are you looking for? Mm-hmm. Is it, are you interested Everybody's, in this? Are you interested in that? Yeah. And it's yeah, not Russian. so much about like the, the biological clock. I think mm-hmm. it's a matter of not wasting my time. Right. Again, you, like you said, you know, you're just going straight. If you just want to hook up, you just want to hook up. Yeah. And I've had the I've had those moments where I'm like, okay, I just I I don't like you personally. I would not <laughs> want to ever date you. But you know what? We've got chemistry, so let's do this. You yeah. know, it's so so. You have that, and then you have. So I think I think when you're younger, it's it's all about like well, boundaries and limits, mm. and and crossing those lines that you've yeah. never crossed before, yeah. and you don't know what it means. It's just like awkward and uncomfortable. Yeah, too. yeah. Like, yeah. You're still in that. Like you're still finding yourself. Totally. So yeah. still, you're not I think comfortable that's the yet. main yeah. thing yeah. is you don't know who you are yet, yeah. but you're supposed to like project. This image, this, yeah, and play yeah. the game, yeah. and you're like, yeah. I don't even, I haven't I even looked know. at all my cards yet. I, I have yeah, no idea. I don't even know. Totally. Yeah. Um, okay. So, what what would you guys say? Is there anything, or what if there is? What would you say kind of gets in the way, especially for you who you know you've been single for a longer time? Like, do you think there's something that gets in the way of your dating life? Um, and then same for you. Like, are there things that? I don't know, maybe you prioritize higher or you just feel like time, I don't know, what gets in the way of your dating life. I think it's mostly my my um my checklist, like my roommate <laughs> called it yesterday. Oh yeah. my goodness, please tell us yeah. what's on that. Well, list. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we can scout, <laughs> well, all right? I just I just Let's feel see if like I have it. Any, if I can <laughs> check any of them off on it. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Let's see. I just have um I, because now I know what I want and who I am and what I can yeah. offer, I just don't want to waste my time with somebody that doesn't have the same things to offer back to me. Yeah. So I I I have a good career. I have a great personality. I you know I I am so about just you know hanging out and just doing whatever. And also you know I can do. Fancy functions and dirty functions, you know, like it's just like you I can feel, dress me like, up, I'm dress me down. down. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's just, it's just, there are so many, there, there, I feel like such a complete person at this point in my right. life mm-hmm. that I just don't want to be with somebody that still has to get their act together, mm-hmm. whether it is career wise or with their family or with their friends or they don't know who they are. Yeah. Um, so, cause you want, you're, you want someone that you're, potentially going to spend the rest of your life exactly, with. Like, exactly. And that's that's the biggest, that's the big mm-hmm. difference between being 30 and, and when you're younger. It's like, you can just get a, a girlfriend or a boyfriend just to have a girlfriend or boyfriend because exactly. it's fun to do. Yeah. But it's like, now it's like, it's either 
I see I see the potential of us being something forever, mm-hmm. <laughs> or I'm not even gonna fucking yeah. go for it. You exactly. know, it's it's like the, the. I feel like that was that was my entire dating career, just because of the culture I grew up in. It was like mm-hmm. there is no casual. What what is that? It's yeah. like every and even if I didn't believe it, because I was you know, in the new generation, it was in my brain. Mm-hmm. Like everything Absolutely. felt, yeah. and I think that's why the breakups yeah. felt really hard mm-hmm. because it's like, I thought this was supposed well, to be forever. That's the big thing. It's just like, you know, you grow up conditioned and programmed with these ideas that at the end of the day, they're not your own thoughts. Right. They're stuff that you've been fed mm-hmm. from your parents from and from society and from the media. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, at least for myself, like you get to a point where you start to question like, wait a minute, like, those aren't the, I didn't come up with that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I actually can kind of, I, I'm, I can come up with my own thoughts and my own ideas mm-hmm. and my own rules. You know, I remember right. like, I always grew up thinking like, yeah, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to get a job and I'm going to get married. I'm going to have kids. Cause that was like right. the, mm-hmm. you know, was the, the story that yeah. you're, you're fed from day one. Right. And mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was maybe like five years ago. I remember the moment I was driving on like the 101, driving on the freeway. And I just had this, like, this thought, I'm like, wait, what if I don't, <laughs> you know, like, wait, what if I like, what if I'm like 55 and mm-hmm. I'm like traveling the world and I meet somebody and I meet a soulmate right. and like we adopt some kids, you know, when I'm like 55 or 60. Yeah. Like what if that is it, you know? And, and mm-hmm. it was the first time that I just kind of like let go mm-hmm. of the idea. Totally. You know, of yeah. like shit, like life might just work yeah. out a different way yeah. and just kind of like surrender to to it going and not try to like force things to happen. Yeah. Anymore. I think, I the same yeah. Thing. Go ahead. The same thing happened to me where I, um, it was actually when we were living together mm-hmm. that I was going through this was like it my mess. Yes, <laughs> I was. I was going. I was this emotional mess, and I went. I started going to counseling, and my grades were really low, and I had to like go and talk to like my old boss, and she was like, "Stop it," because I was like, "And then my parents are going to be so disappointed, and this is going to happen." And and then she's like, "Stop. What do you want? What do you want? Don't think about what anybody else wants. What do you want?" And then it wasn't until I stopped and I thought what I wanted and I did what I wanted that things just started falling into place. And and the whole disappointing my parents and all that, it didn't even happen because I did what I wanted to do. Um, But I had the same thing where I was like, I needed to like meet the man of my dreams by 25, be married by 27, have my first baby by 30. And then every time an expiration date came and I wasn't there, I felt like a failure. And it wasn't until I stopped putting an expiration date to it that things just started happening where I was like, oh, wow, I'm graduating. Reading. okay mm-hmm. oh wow i got a job okay it just it yeah. just kind of like started the time passes anyway yeah i've had i've had a theory f- for a long time that you know looking at the staggering statistic that 50 percent of people that get married get divorced mm-hmm. right like that's insane that is insane that that half mm-hmm. of the people half the marriages that start one of my <clears throat> ideas is that I feel like a lot of people reach that point in their life where they're 30 or whatever mm-hmm. the number is that they had in their head and they're like, oh shit, like I should have been married by now. Mm-hmm. So they go and kind of take the first thing that comes along. Yeah. And they're like, okay, you're down to get married. I'm down to get married because mm-hmm. I'm freaking out and I should have been married by now. So let's get married. <laughs> yeah. And then like a year later, two years later, five yeah. years later, they're like, fuck, I chose the wrong person. Right, right. Well, my theory is more that people are getting, when, when people are before were getting married in their, their early 20s, 
And your 20s are such like a formative time mm-hmm. of your life that you you change so much from 22 to 25, from 25 to 28. Yeah. That like you're a completely different person. Mm-hmm. And unless you can grow with that person that you married, totally. then you're growing apart. Yeah, but you're also going to be a different person when you're 35, when you're 40, when yeah. you're 50, yeah. all the way to when you're 80. Like it, it's not that you turn 30 and stop growing or you turn 40 right. and stop growing. But so regardless, but, but you, you need to find someone that you're going to continue to grow with. Right, mm-hmm. absolutely. Regardless. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like once you reach a certain age in which you feel comfortable with yourself, you're not going to change as, as rapidly as true. you did the when 20s you were are, in your 20s. Are there, yeah. full, yes. Yeah. Yes. It's your first heartbreak. I mean, your first yeah. I personally, get fired from job. I just personally hope that I grow even more in my 30s than I did mm-hmm. in my 20s. And I hope that I grow even more in my 40s than I did in my 30s. Like, that's my goal, you right. know? Yeah. And I know that that's, like, very counterintuitive to so much because it's like, oh, you sort of find yourself and then you you level yeah. out. But, right. like, that's not at all, like, my mm. mission. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think it's, of course, like, you don't want to stop evolving, but yeah. it's more like you know you know yourself. You know and yourself. in those situations, mm-hmm. it's, like, it's like having those good friendships. Like, yeah. you kind of lock those in in Aww. these years and you know who's kind of going to stay around for the long run. But um, I want to go back to where, just to note that I think you were the first person I knew that went to like counseling or therapy. Mm-hmm. And that really was like a big like deal for me when you, you know, kind of like uh, opened up your experiences with that. Mm-hmm. And I say that because I like therapy changed my life. It's amazing. Yeah. And that was the only time I ever went. And it was only for like a month. Mm-hmm. And it was just so liberating. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, yeah. it was. And just telling the story from the start is so different from telling your friends the story where you just like lash out and they already know right. what, what the past was. No, yeah. but this person, you start from zero. And then you start just seeing the light mm-hmm. on your own. Like mm-hmm. that person never even says anything. They just right. ask you like three yeah. questions and you're like, <laughs> oh my God. Like saying it out loud, you know, certain things. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just wanted to touch on that mm-hmm. because I think a lot of people still don't, you know, mm-hmm. feel yeah, like yeah. therapy's taboo. But when you kind of brought that up, it opened the door. And then, you know, when I went, it was a, it's a, it was awesome. a game changer for me. For but sure. do you guys have any fears about being single in 30? No. No. No fears. No. Oh, no. I mean, I've been single for so long. I'd just, I, uh-huh. I'd rather be alone than be with, an, with a person that just doesn't fulfill nice. my desires emotionally yeah. and intellectually. I think intellectually is like the biggest mm-hmm. part. It's really hard to find somebody that I can connect with intellectually and emotionally and physically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's 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 my, I, I realized that I have, there's intellectually, right? There's four areas that if like, if this is going to be a rest of your life kind of thing, there's four points, four levels of connection that I have to have physically, intellectually, spiritually, and emotionally, mm-hmm. right? You have to physically be attracted and have that, right. that passion and that lust for each other intellectually, you know, just be able to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and then, you know, spiritually for me, I'm a very spiritual person. So I would mm-hmm. like to be with some, someone that kind of can match me on that level. Right. And then emotionally, you know, you just got to love each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. And be considerate like of each other. Right. Yeah. That's that. Uh, it's, hard, it's hard to find all four though. Yeah. You know? And it's, and so it's hard. like, you might yeah. be at certain stages. I'm mm-hmm. like, we might hit one or two really well now. And then right. uh, these ones later. And it's mm-hmm. just, Um, Do you think it—do you have any—I know you guys said you guys didn't have any fears about being 30 and single, which is awesome because you shouldn't. But is there any pressure from any of the people around you, your families, your parents, in any way to go down a more traditional route or, hey, like, when are you—I don't know. 
I think I think my parents are are dying to be grandparents. Oh my god! Um, but they're. And my mom, she's cute. Whenever I go out with with a new guy, she's like, "Oh well, I only I only make it to like the first date because I can't go on second dates with people." Sometimes I'm just like, "Oh no, it's so sad." I want to know the list. <laughs> oh yeah, that's on the it's list. Just, it's just yeah. the connection, and yeah, yeah, and it's you know, I want somebody that's educated. So if you don't have an education, then I'm sorry. <laughs> bachelor's degree, yeah, or masters, bachelor's or masters. Bachelor's is the is the you know that's the bottom the end. bottom. I think it's really interesting that the biological clock is kind of like blamed for the reason why it's different for men and women to be single at a certain age or whatever, you know, what of dating in general. Mm-hmm. Oh, women are, you know, they're chasing that biological clock. But there are so many options now that, you know, kind of push back the clock, but mm-hmm. they're still really taboo. And mm-hmm. I, I, I wonder if like, if, you know, the universe were flipped and it was like, you had to like, freeze sperm like I feel Uh like it would be just advertised and encouraged you know and Uh I feel like because it's it's still so taboo and Uh it's like well I mean and I've heard it too because uh, you know we don't have kids yet and that kind of thing where it's like do you don't want to really be like an older mom right and I'm like I don't feel like anybody says that to guys you know from my perspective and speaking as a guy like looking on you know (laughs) on the other side of things it's like you know, you can have a child anytime you mm-hmm, want, mm-hmm. you know, because there are like thousands and thousands and thousands of children like <clears throat> in foster homes right, and thousands right. of children that are being given up by 16-year-olds that got pregnant every mm-hmm, day. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's really, it seems to me where it's like, I want to have my own child. Like right. that's the biological mm-hmm. clock, yeah. you know, is like, I want it to come from me, you know? But if mm-hmm. you freeze your eggs, it can come from you, you know? It can. it's yeah. It's just, I feel like it. I'm. it's surprising to me that it's still so... You know, like nobody really talks about it, and it's like, well, you know, I, I had one friend who was like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of looking into this, and it wasn't. It was literally just because she didn't want to start having kids yet, and this here was this opportunity that wasn't really very invasive and uh-huh. was available that you could push that back and almost like level the playing field. Uh-huh. Because if I was honest with myself, like, and I had the opportunity, which I guess what I'm saying is that I do, but it's still kind of a scary thing. I would push it back because there's a lot of things that I want to do still. And there's so much fear yeah. of like what gets taken away from you when you have a kid. It's just right? like, to, to me, it's so interesting that it's like, it's more, it's like that women want to go through the experience of having a baby. Like they want to carry the baby in their womb and they want to go through the pain of having labor. Otherwise you would go adopt a child. I don't think it's as simple as that. I think um, I, I, with my friends, we talk about, Freezing our eggs like every other week. Okay. You know, like we talk <laughs> about today that all the, day? the time. Oh, no, like we'll be out yeah. clubbing and partying with our skanky skirts one night, and then the next morning we're having coffee and we're like, you know, I, you know, when we have our babies and blah, 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 we start talking about babies and then it's like, and then it turns into that conversation of like, okay, well, at this rate, mm-hmm. am I going to have to freeze my eggs? And, and, and then we we had the conversation one night, and then like two days later, we're like looking online to see like how much it costs. Mm-hmm. And just just as a thought, just part of of our conversations yeah. because we talk about it all the time. Uh, it's freaking expensive. Is it? It is ridiculously expensive okay. to freeze your eggs. Even just a consultation, it's like I think like five hundred dollars. And and of course your your um, insurance doesn't cover it. And blah That's blah crazy. blah whatever. So. 
So that's one thing, you know, society just not, not support, supporting yeah, a woman waiting. 100%. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think that it's about carrying the baby in your womb. I think a lot of guys, I know guys that have, that are in relationships with women that can't have babies and they would rather not adopt than to have someone else's child. And, and then, and then it's always the, well, I don't know the baby. You don't know what the baby's history is. You don't know where they're coming from. So, so so that's an added, I think that's an added Mm -hmm. pressure on a woman. Like what, because at this point, I don't even know if I can have children, right? Because I've never had a scare, like, Mm -hmm. you know, to a point in which I'm like, oh crap, I'm pregnant. Uh, I don't know how fertile I am. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. but I, you know, what if I get married and I marry someone that also wants to have children and we're ready to have the children and we can't. Mm-hmm. And, and then that's, that's and then exactly that like there's a difference. The relationship apart. And that's the thing, though. It's it's like there's there's such a difference between like having a child and being a parent. Right. Anyone there's, has the is. option to be a parent. Absolutely. Like at any time, right. go through the mm-hmm. process of raising a child. Mm-hmm. Right. There's there's mm-hmm. like I said, like there's thousands of of, mm-hmm. of children that are out there. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So really, it seems like from my perspective, it's it is that having a child. Mm-hmm. Right, not or like having not, your child, not spending the eighteen years that it's going to take to raise them and to get them right. out of the nest. Right. It's having the child and it is, that really and it is, is that's where selfish. the biological clock comes right. into play. Mm-hmm. Right, and it, and I think sometimes it is a selfish desire. For like, for example, my friends have asked me like, so you know, if you reach thirty three, thirty four, thirty five, and you still haven't found the one, mm-hmm. would you just like go and have a baby? No, I don't because yeah. I don't want to have a baby by myself because I think that's yeah. selfish because. Because I want to have it with a partner I want. And I know the importance of having two parents. I was raised by two parents and and I see it. Mm-hmm. I I understand the struggles that single parents go through. And I understand how important it was for me to have a father that taught me what it, that's, you know, that how you're supposed to be treated as a woman mm-hmm. and and having a mother that that is there as your partner and friend. Yeah. Just yeah. bringing you up. So it's a it's that's it's I, very that's important. I think that's the most important part is like the the relationship mm-hmm. is the most important part. Yeah. Like having two it's parents that are going to go raise. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's, yeah, it's, and it's I, a team. I like, think it's great that you kind of bring up the other options because I think that's the whole thing is that of course, yeah, like you have these other options and you could be a parent whenever you want. But for women, it's it doesn't feel like. I mean, whether it's because of societal pressure, or whatever uh-huh. the taboo is, it it's like. Not, you can't do it right in any way unless you do it this way. And then right. it's like, oh, well, you know, there's mm-hmm. this pressure. It feels yeah. less than or whatever when it shouldn't. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you ever really see outward like you should adopt and mm-hmm. adoption is yeah. should be an equal or, you know, can be an equal mm-hmm. avenue. I don't think you, we, I, I never right. see that Adoption kind of is thing. also, is also a crazy yeah. difficult mm-hmm. process very true. as well and so, very expensive yeah so so ultimately if you can't have your own baby like naturally then money. then you need a lot of money true yeah uh, that is true too and what, it's interesting that it's like it does it's not covered so it's like these i it bothers me that there's like all these advancements in science and it's mm-hmm. like but not really it's you know the access mm-hmm. is limited and 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 just Pressure-wise, it's, like, still taboo, and, you you know, mm-hmm. there's all these, like, weird feelings about it. But um, yesterday, when I was, like, preparing, <laughs> Nick is trying to sneak oh, a look into my notes. Oh, <laughs> don't worry about that. Um, I just Googled 30 and single, and I noticed that the articles are, are kind of, like, always pertain to women. Mm-hmm. Um, because it seems like 
anytime it's a topic of conversation, it's about women who are 30 and single. Uh-huh. And nobody gives a fuck if guys are 30 and single. They're like, well, you have like 20 years to, before <laughs> right. it's even, a, yeah. it's uh-huh. not even an issue. Yeah. Even at 50, yeah. you're like, oh, this is silver fox bachelor. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, and specifically to you, Stephanie, just because I think the dialogue is usually around women, but I obviously love your input. What do you think um, needs to change about the perception of men and women who are single at 30 and beyond. Like, I I think the traditional thing is like, and even from the culture that I grew up in, especially for women, it was like, looked at sadly, like even Mm -hmm. if the woman was like successful in her career, Uh it was like, oh, but she like never got married. And Uh I'm like, what? Who cares about that? Like, she's a doctor, Mm -hmm. she's an engineer, whatever it is, you know? So what do you guys think, you know, needs to change about the perception of the traditional, whatever the, path is we kind of talked about like you know you had the light bulb moments where it's like it doesn't have to be this way so Mm -hmm. like as far as living your life from 30 and beyond i i don't think anything has to change i think that you just not not at all no i'm just i'm just saying like you have to just like live your life and Mm -hmm. like fuck what anybody Mm -hmm. else thinks yep straight up you know and that's like easier said than Mm -hmm. done but Mm -hmm. i think every if you as a person can evolve to the point that that's the way that you think, then it's like, no matter what anybody says or feels or like projects towards you, Mm -hmm. you'll be invincible to it because it won't matter. Because it's like, I'm living the life that I choose to live and I'm just being a happy, you know, person in that process. Like, I I think that's sweet, but I don't think that... (laughs) I mean, I will just nice. challenge. Nice. I'll challenge everybody to like rise to that occasion. Right. You know? I, I think. I think. Uh, but the reason these articles are written is because there's an audience for them, and the reason there's an audience for them is because we are taught from a very early age that we need to be partnered up, mm-hmm. that we have to be paired up, and that we have to be paired up by a certain time because of the biological clock, because the woman needs someone to take care of them because and then of course you make that choice at a certain point in your life not to not too late into your life that you're like i don't need a man to support me or to Mm -hmm. take care of me or to protect me however you do want a partner so then it becomes this like struggle and society does feed that into you just like you said that you thought okay by this time i have to be married women feel the same pressure but even stronger. Yeah. Um, from everywhere. Yeah. So then so then the reason why these articles are written, it's because we are there. Because because it, mm-hmm. it is it we are reading them and we're like, oh shit, I well, feel it. I understand it. I get it. That's I mean, and that's what I'm saying is like, stop reading them then. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? There's yeah. like there's a, there's a, if as long as people continue to read them, yeah. people will continue to write them. So in order right. to change the perspective, we need to stop stop reading them yeah. and just live our lives the way that we want to live our and lives. And also teach you know? and also bring it into ch- just teach our children. It starts it starts at teaching our children that yeah. you mm-hmm. need, you know, you at least for me being married it was like a self-imposed desire mm-hmm. because because of movies and TV right. and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Of course, media. Because yeah. even though my parents are, you know, traditional Mexican, they weren't not very traditional. My dad's my mm-hmm. stepdad uh, my mom had me uh, when she was 20, and I was, like, three years old when they started dating. He's been my dad ever since I can remember. I was at their wedding. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. little brother was at their wedding, who was also my dad's child. So, I mean, my parents got married five, six years after they, they started being a couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they, con- they, you know, they encourage 
the living together before getting married. Mm-hmm. They're they're very forward thinking in that sense, and they've and to this day they're like, oh, you're still so young, you still have time. You know, mm-hmm. people don't have babies. Look at J Lo; she had her first baby at forty. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, like who yeah. cares? Um, but it is society that did it to me. You know, like my my parents mm-hmm. did a great job at raising me to be an independent mm-hmm. woman, and that's why I am who I am. But I think these desires come from from. Oh, for sure. From what you see, the world. and that's and yeah. that's like I think going through like you were talking about like going to th- going to counseling earlier, you know, going mm-hmm. to therapy, like going through the process of like looking at where do my beliefs come from, right, right, right. You dig them up and stuff. then yeah. and then what's truly important, what's truly yeah. important, and like what it, what do I like really really yeah. what do I really believe? Like back to mm-hmm. kind of where the conversation started. Um, I don't know where I was going with that, but that's you know, <laughs> yeah, like what yeah. do you want? Do yeah. what you want. Yeah, and right. I I think I mean, like it it's. There is a lot of, you know, what pressures women face. There's a lot of that, like, well, don't, you know, engage in that in those types of media channels or don't feed into that, which, of course, I think is a huge part of the solution of, like, switching up those ideas. Um, But sometimes it doesn't feel like a choice. It feels Uh like you either do it or you're, like, kind of ostracized or outcast. Uh Like, if you don't and— depending on your culture, it's like always comes up and, and you, like you said, you feel it in you too. Mm -hmm. And you, even if you can't put your finger on like where that came Mm -hmm. from, but it feels internal. Like, right. I remember like only a couple years ago, like not knowing what I wanted to do because I couldn't separate what was expected of me from my family, from what I I couldn't even separate it in my brain. It all Mm -hmm. sounded like the same voice. Mm -hmm. Um, But something I read, and I'll I'll link to the article in the post for this episode, but that I thought was so amazing. Um, There is, God, I'm not going to remember her name because I didn't write it down, but I'll link to the article. She wrote a book about the power of single women and, you know, this whole like, you know, uh, demographic of women and and she said, and the interviewer was asking her, like, what was the most interesting thing you learned, like, writing your book? And I think her book came out uh, this month, actually. And she said that, like, in the 19th century, um, when, I, I, like, I guess, like, after the Civil War, um, a lot of men were killed and a lot of men were moving west. So there was, like, almost like a man shortage on the East Coast is what she was saying. And that these single women who stayed single ended up like dedicating their time to women's rights and, you know, uh, the right to vote and ended up being like real power players in like getting the 19th amendment passed. And I thought that was so fucking amazing because it was like, they put their energy towards like pushing the women's movement. And Uh I like, a wanted to like, you know, it was amazing because media kind of makes you feel like, uh, like to feel bad for them yeah. not ha- being in this like traditional relationship when mm-hmm. really it was like, thank God that these women didn't get married because yeah. we needed yeah. somebody on the front lines to like dedicate mm-hmm. this well, time. It's just I think it's this kind of the same though for for guys too. I think like you know we're talking about being specifically being thirty and single, but there's the like spending the rest of your life single. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. where it's like you know if I was just going to you know completely let go of the idea of mm-hmm. of you know raising a family someday, right. you know, and just kind of put 100% of my time and focus into, you know, creating change or building a mm-hmm. business or doing something or, you know, doing whatever, um, mm-hmm. it would, you know, it would, it would just look very, like, even as guys, though, we, yeah. we still have this mm-hmm. idea of, like, you, it, I'm still going to get married someday. Yeah, I'm still yeah, someday, yeah totally, totally. You know, but, right. like, is that, like, I, you know, I had that, that one vision kind of driving down yeah. the freeway, but it was, like, it's still in there. Oh, yeah. Like, I know that I'm mm-hmm. going to be Because it's your whole life. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's your whole life. It's all the media you see. It's still, you know. That's like the the main narrative. 
And then I also read, because right now in my situation, like the biggest pressure is, of course, like the kid, you know, like mm-hmm. when are you going to have a kid? And for me, it, what's crazy is like everybody has an opinion. And I'm like, I don't know what you have to do with any of that. You know, <laughs> like this yeah. is an important decision. And, you know, literally I'll have people saying, don't have a kid yet. Please don't have a kid yet. Why don't you have a kid yet? How, you know, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. all over mm-hmm. the spectrum. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. Well, why ultimately, you're... it's not their choice. Yeah. yeah. That's it. And, but right. it's it all like, comes back to you. I like, know. Just living your life. And <laughs> then I read, like I was reading up on some really like amazing uh, feminist writers stuff. And she was kind of saying that like statistically the happiest people don't have kids. And I was like, you've been fucking lying to me the whole time. You know, like have kids. It's so beautiful. And it's like the data. The data is showing yeah. me otherwise. But yeah. right. Um, Yeah, I think that's really crazy. I really, like, A, love that you guys are just like, this is my life, and it's going to go the way it's supposed to go. Because I think that's an important thing to, like, let go of those expectations. Because Mm -hmm. I love that you were saying that, like, every time, like, an expiration date came up, like, that's crazy. Because, I mean, like, think if even thinking about it now, like, you were, like, 24, 25. Yeah. And looking back, it's like, holy shit, what the fuck? Like, I didn't have anything figured out at that point. I think it was at 25 that I I realized that because um, I turned 25 and I was like, I was supposed to meet the man of my dreams by now if I was going to get married by 25, by 27. Uh, And then I threw myself this big, like, 25th birthday party. And like that following weekend, I had brunch with my friends and we were, we started planning a trip to Hawaii and we're mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I didn't even hesitate. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, if I was married and had kids, I wouldn't be able to just say yes, let's mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, fuck yeah, 25 and single, let's do this. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I'm okay with, I'm okay with it. Yeah. So it, I was, I'm able to do things that I would not be able to do if I was married or had children. So it's it's good. Yeah. At the same time, I do look forward to the idea of mm-hmm. doing of traveling with a partner, yeah. having somebody to go somewhere with, um, and also doing all the mommy daddy things. I mean, for the record, I do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> Just for the record, but I don't. I can't. I, I would agree that like with a kid. Right. I mean, and I don't know, but I would assume that kids. that's when, right. But, but they become the priority. Yeah. And at that yeah. point, that's what you want. You want to be with them. I have friends mm-hmm. that have kids that are, that yeah. are my age. Yeah, it's not like, they, damn it, I have to be with my kid. Your whole perspective yeah, yeah. The world. it's like, how was your weekend? And I'm like, oh, I went out and mm-hmm. drank. And then she's like, oh, we had, you know, soccer practice and baseball yeah. and yeah. blah, 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 and Girl Scouts. And, and she's like, but it was so much fun. Like, yeah. That's right. Because yeah. you enjoy whatever stage of your life you're in. It's cool to see that, like, you know, for your guys' situation, my situation, like, I think real people, the ideas are very progressive and, you know, like, mm-hmm. normal. Like, yeah, no, I don't feel pressure. I feel great. And But it's like the the systems don't catch up to, like, where the men- mentality is of, like, people our age, you know, because mm-hmm. I—, I feel like we're equal partners and I think a lot of people are equal partners but mm-hmm. you know does your work offer the same right. paternity paternity leave as they do maternity mm-hmm. leave and if they don't then even if you're equal partners or not because well you get to be home you know or you're right. getting paid to whoever's like, getting paid more yeah exactly less time off exactly mm-hmm. so I think like it just needs to catch up just kind of like the egg freezing thing like uh-huh. if people are open to these options or knew about them or maybe that or they, they were, were more exce- yeah yeah because I feel like if I'm working and contributing to the economy of this you know c- country then 
I should have options like egg freezing because it uh-huh. would enable me to like work, you know, establish a better career, like plan contribute. things out better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it just isn't. So it's like, uh-huh. even though our, you know, frame of reference or like our thought processes are like modern, it, it's like the system needs to catch up. I was reading this, um, I reread it because it's a great book. It's called Men Explain Things to Me. It's really, really good. It's like based on an essay she wrote called Men Explain Things to Me. And um, I was follow- I'm obviously been following up on like reproductive rights and, and all that stuff, um, not necessarily with the election, but just like in general. And it's really like disheartening because, yeah, it's like, are, are, why, when are these people going to die off already for <laughs> these new ideas to take yes. place? Yeah. But yes. she ended the book so beautifully because, of course, you're, like, broken down by, like, is anything <laughs> going to happen? We're fighting for stuff that women and suffragettes were fighting for years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she was, you know, she used this amazing metaphor of, like, Pandora's box or, like, a genie out of a bottle. And she was like, you can overturn Roe versus Wade or you can wait, but you, you're never going to put the idea that women have the rights to their bodies back into a bottle. It's mm-hmm. out, you know? And mm-hmm. same with, like, yeah. raci- racism issues. Yeah. It's like, you're never going to convince anybody that race means inferior or superior. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, maybe the laws, but I feel like that really I mean, planted like, some I'm, hope in I'm me. I'm confident mm-hmm. in our generation. You know, yeah. like, we are going to be the, the, the people the that are running changing. that country. Like you just said, mm-hmm. like, when these people die off. And yeah. it, maybe Hopefully it's just soon. because— I was born and raised in California and lived here my yeah. whole life, which is We're very, so very progressive. Yeah. Well, a, yeah. We have a very progressive mindset, yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, you know, the the internet has came out and changed the game and it like has. the way that ideas and communication yeah. is, it's 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 changing exponentially, you uh-huh. know? So I believe that by the time, you know, we are our generation, we already are becoming the generation that's in charge. Totally. I think that we'll see a lot more change. Like, look yeah. at how much change we've seen in our lives. In mm-hmm. the last 30 right. years, yeah. so much stuff mm-hmm. has changed. Yeah. And more than that is going to change in the next 30 years. And, like, to add to that, it, it's it's not because change just naturally happens, but it's right. because it's, it's because important to, like, yeah. have these remind conversations. And, and it's, like, it's yeah. important to you remind people podcasts. because— Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Freeze your eggs. No. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, to, to just really get them out there because I think— this is what's been so amazing about, you know, I started the podcast because like with Nick and other guys that I, I work with, I have really, really great conversations where I'm even surprised at how open guys are to like learning about women's issues or just wanting to know about other people who aren't like uh-huh. you, you know, and, and the conversations were so positive and enlightening that I was like, I think this is the first step to that kind of progress. It's awesome because mm-hmm. I didn't know, I I don't want to like whatever, but I think I what I thought Nick would say, you did say. What? Like that they're, oh. you know, you don't necessarily have those pressures or whatever. I mean, but yeah. some things came up. But it, it's awesome to see that, like, you, Stephanie, are kind of on that same track. Like, you don't kind of let it affect you. And I think it's important because if we didn't actually talk to real people who are mm-hmm. living these lives, then you you have absolutely no fucking clue except for what media is mm-hmm. telling you, which is that. That we're desperate yeah, and we really, really totally. want it. I mean, I, I sometimes, you know, like a little bit before my period, I get really, really into, like, I really need a man. <laughs> yeah. um, not necessarily for my emotions, but for my physical from needs. From the hormones. Yeah, um, yeah. Just, you know, it's just well, your a, body. Your yeah, body just asks I was for just, it. I was just thinking about that, too. Like, I, I mean, like, I I live alone, and and it's like, yeah, you sometimes you're like, hey, I just want to be with somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you know what I mean? Just have yeah. someone, like, next to yeah, me. You know, yeah, yeah. Which is... 
which is, you know, it's like, <laughs> um, I think that that's, I think that's a big part of it. And that's the problem. It's like, it's important that you consciously recognize that and like, oh, this is just this sort of like mm-hmm. physical need it's, that I'm looking it's for. It's science. But, but, I think uh, it's science. But a lot, you can't fight it. I, no, but I think, and I think a lot of people though is like, they go out looking for the wrong thing, you know, right. like they're looking mm-hmm. for someone to just kind of be next to them yeah. Yeah. rather than finding somebody that like they can really, really mm-hmm. like get deep yeah. with and have like a real strong connection. And with, like separating know? those two, like yeah. we were right. talking about. Like, and you, as a yeah. woman, you kind of have to separate mm-hmm. it in order yeah. for you to be able to survive in the single world mm-hmm. because I think for a long time, and maybe this is TMI, but it's part of dating, um, for a long time, like I, I, when I would have sex, it was really bad. Like, it was really bad sex. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to be in love in order for me to reach orgasm again. This is horrible. <laughs> so so for a long time, I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to have sex. If it's not going to be good, I might mm-hmm. as well not have it. And I'm going to have it until I fall in love again. And that was uh, delusional. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> I got the, yeah. through that. Right. Out the window. Yeah. No. So then it wasn't until, like, after I started dating a little bit more and I started just separating the two and mm-hmm. and t- and and stopped shaming myself for having sex with someone that I was not in a relationship with it right. wasn't until then that I was that I was able to enjoy it where I was yeah. like okay I'm here in a selfish way because because before that I the only guy I had had sex with was my boyfriend and I loved him and all I mm-hmm. wanted was to please him and mm-hmm. out of pleasing him I I was satisfied so I would get mine too but but when you're having when you're having casual sex with someone, it's not the same thing because giving doesn't mean that you're gonna get back mm. the same. <laughs> so so it wasn't until I was like, you know what, I need to be selfish. Yeah. And then once I was selfish, then I got mine, and then I was okay with it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Was, well, and I think it's like in 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 dating though as well. Like again, like having physical chemistry, and like that mm-hmm. is really what physical chemistry is. Like you have to have fucking great sex. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. so, the it's kind of like. It's tough to be like, oh, well, I want to spend three months getting to know somebody, you know, and then only to find out that we're going to have horrible sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it's kind of like, well, why not just like get that out of the way in yeah. the beginning mm-hmm. and just well, make I mean, sure that it's not like- get. I mean, I know, I know that sometimes, you know, sex can be good the very first time, but I don't think sex is good until you know the person and then you know what they want and you, mm-hmm. they know what you want and, and you start exploring each other. And it's not until after you've been with that person of more than a handful of times that you're like, oh, wow, we can have white mm-hmm. blowing sex. Uh, <laughs> my research has actually proven that to not be 100% correct. Okay, interestingly, <laughs> I am reading, I feel like I've, there's like so many things that I'm reading Naomi Wolf's new book and it's called Vagina. And it's about the, how, like this exact thing that for women, so much of it, because literally biologically, like the wiring, how much, it, how important it is for those mental things for you to feel safe, like for mm-hmm. literally you to let your guard down, feel safe. And I think mm-hmm. that takes it takes a while. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. yeah, and I yeah. it's very different. I mean, a guy, yeah. a guy is always gonna get his. <laughs> yeah, Whether yeah. it's yeah. really good or it's not that good, yeah. you're always gonna finish. Yeah. I, and I plus heard there a is com- a, a comedian say that and I was like, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I, I, really I think there's like probably finish. different like levels, I, I assume. But yeah, yeah, and and I think the safety thing is less of a factor for guys and the those kinds of things. I'm not, I'm like a, I don't know, like 20 or 30 or 40 pages into the book, but it's 
really, really amazing. I recommend it to like, because female sexuality is, this the is so. Vagina book? Yeah, it's literally just vagina. <laughs> but female sexuality is like underexplored. And, and when it was explored and researched and whatever, it was from such a male perspective that mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that are missed. And mm-hmm. it's interesting, like yeah. the conversation you guys just had is exactly what she's talking about in the book. Like mm-hmm. for women, it's completely different. There, there has to be a sense of like safety comfort. and like comfort yeah. and, mm-hmm. and literally sure. your body like opens it, up yeah sure. yeah, yeah. it's, it's, so it's even true yeah mm-hmm. if like if i'm if i'm with a girl and and she's not comfortable it's not going to be good for me it's like right. i need you like to let your guard down mm-hmm. like it's only going to be yeah good right you know mm-hmm. and it's li- yeah your body starts doing these like bot like biological things that literally like you know like yeah. Yeah. Suck yeah. you in. And that's like, why you need to, that's why foreplay exists. Yeah. Oh, like, I understand that guys yes. don't always need it, but when I oh think my God, like, need it. she's big, arguing the, that it's like, it's essential for it's female It's the orgasm. most important. Yeah. yeah. What, yeah, yeah well, yeah. when we were in college, there was this class that they, that were like, you know, the RAs would organize these classes, uh, just like sex ed and stuff. And it was like, okay, it takes a woman 11 minutes before even like you even penetrate her for her to reach orgasm mm-hmm. and a man can reach orgasm in like three minutes with without having mm-hmm. like all the things so so when you just like go in oh shoot i got really excited i'm sorry <laughs> throwing um, shit everywhere yeah and when you get really excited Orgasms. that's how excited you get Orgasms. <laughs> yeah <laughs> well and she was well, saying that even calling it foreplay makes it seem like it's extra Right, and that's the narrative that's that, true. like, oh, you know, and then when you get comfortable in a relationship, you don't do those things anymore. Yeah. When for women, it's like those are essential things yeah. to like uh-huh. reach the type of orgasm where it's um, mental as well, yeah. and you, you yeah. oxytocin is released uh-huh. from your brain, and all of these important things. So it's, a, it's, it's so it's so important that like guys understand this. Like, so mm-hmm. I think so many there are so many guys that are still stuck in the sort of primitive stages yeah, yeah. of like of like sex, you know, where. It's just, they're just out for themselves. That clubber right? over the head and just drag her yeah. over the I mean, that's yeah, exactly. great, <laughs> like, you know? That's not, it's not. <laughs> it would have hurt me a little bit. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, her other uh, point that she was making was that uh, women's um, wiring is as like unique as like a fingerprint. So no woman is mm-hmm. the same. So this idea that yes. some women can orgasm and some women can't is just from the perspective mm-hmm. of like, the penis, like, right. you know, when it's really like you have to figure out yeah. each woman and talk what about, it takes. Talk about Pandora's box. Like mm-hmm. every single, mm-hmm. every single time, it's it's different. Every single it person is, is different. Yeah. Every single like like fucking combination to mm-hmm. the lock, like none of them yeah. are the same. Well, that's yeah. that's awesome. That, <laughs> but it's like it's also it's like it's so easy for girls, and I think that was kind of like the the, the the joke. Really, was that like for girls, like it's it's so easy f- to get a guy off. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like you don't have to fucking do much, mm-hmm. right? right? But it's right. like we ha- we have to go and like figure out figure the out fucking the, Rubik's cube right. totally. every single time, totally. and we have to re- like you true. only have to learn it once. Yeah. Once you learn it once, yeah. it applies to every single dude out there, you <laughs> yeah, know? And more or less. Right. Like yeah. for us, it's like a different fucking. She's game. literally it's, saying that like yeah. like men's like uh, nervous system is just more uniform, mm-hmm. and for women, mm-hmm. it's not. And she was like blown away because I didn't know that. She mm-hmm. didn't know that. I think most guys don't know that, and they don't know that, um, you know, t- 
to to not look for what worked with the last girl with this yeah. girl. Well, and I think that's I where it. it's really important to know yourself and to mm-hmm. be vocal about it. Totally. Um, and and it, it's yes. not just like physically, it's emotionally as well mm-hmm. because yeah. guys don't fucking know what you're thinking, okay? Yeah. Yeah. So just say it. Do us a favor. Yeah. yeah. A little coaching yeah. goes a long way. Yeah, yes. guys are great with like, okay, great, yeah. I'll do that. Yeah. Just yeah. tell me. Yeah. Give me the map. No, it's no guy is going to be like, no, shut up. I know what I'm doing. Like, <laughs> yeah, no guy never. is going to do that. Never. And that's funny because that's how I am. Like, I, if if something is bothering you, just tell me and trust me, it's going to it's <laughs> mm-hmm. gonna just go away. I'll yeah. make it happen. Whatever. I'm very bullet points in that way because... Cause, Here's my so, checklist. So, yeah, I'm very bullet points. So, I in, a, in that sense, I'm a little bit like a guy, but I think it's more of the whole engineer, like, mentality mm-hmm. of mine that it's like, okay, yeah. bullet points solutions problems solutions um (laughs) so when it comes to sex it's the same thing like i I, the more i've learned about myself i think maybe this whole like two three years of dating have has been like a preparation for me to like just you know Mm -hmm. find the right person and i've become i've always been very vocal and opinionated about everything um but when it comes to emotions i'm not so much so slowly I've opened up, but I've also been a lot more vocal about sex. Guys are very quick to say like, hey, so if you don't give head, I'm not interested. And it's like, well, you know what? If you don't give head, I'm not interested. <laughs> because I've gone out with guys that are yeah. just not into that. And it's like, well, you know what? I've realized, I've learned about myself that I'm not going to be okay if you don't give head. Like, yeah. that's just. Yeah. And it's like, what, you know. If for guys, it's like ungodly if you say you don't yeah, do that, and yeah. yet it's like more normal to. Can you please tell the story you told me, what? please? About <laughs> Wait, which one? About I tell you a new story friend, every day about your friend. Oh my god! Please. Oh yeah, this is this is pretty funny. So yeah, like I just heard this story of like I don't know a friend of a friend. This kid grew up in like the Midwest somewhere, mm-hmm. and he um, the only like sexual education he had ever had was just from watching porn. Uh-huh. Just, yeah, Sarah and I were having like a whole conversation about porn. And so that was all he had ever seen, right? And so his first time hooking up with a girl, he's getting a blowjob. And when he finishes, he just pulls it out and busts all over her face. <laughs> because he thought, like, that's what you're supposed to do, right? That's like what that you're was just supposed to do because of porn. Like, yeah. And of so course, funny. porn is like, Largely from like the male perspective, and we were yeah, what we were yeah. talking about was like even in the documentaries you see about like former porn stars or whatever, they're talking about how it's painful. It's not anything they right, ever do right, in their right. own sexual yeah. life, but yeah, it looks actors. good on camera. Uh-huh. And oh my god, he told me this story, and I was like, oh no, that's like the worst yeah. blowjob story ever. And so usually funny. they shouldn't be horrible stories, yeah. but. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of guys that are out there that are like, yeah, you know, it's just all over the face. Um, Because, yeah, as a girl, I too watch porn. And when I've watched it, it's like, well, you know, maybe I should try that. That that looks like fun. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I've, the guys I've been with, it's like, you could do it. Like, do it. Come on. I think it'd be hot. And then they just, they're so down for it. And then the, in the minute it's about to happen, they're like, no, your face is too beautiful. No, 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 yeah. no, no. I, I have like, no, I, have, I really I don't have a desire to do that. Like that like, I've never understood that. Like, so, it's so <laughs> weird. Like, I it's just like, wanted to be wild and crazy yeah. one night yeah. and you're just not down for it. Yeah. Okay, do you fine. think that yeah. it's, and maybe it, and it's not for me. you. Like for me, I feel those things too. Like, oh, I want to try that. But I feel like it's because I should like it because it's so everywhere and the girls seem like they love it. And I'm like, should I like that? Am I supposed to like that? Should I try? Because 
I feel like I would not like that at all. <laughs> be appreciative of that. Yeah. I just, I just think that um, at least that personally, like I think, I think blowjobs are make me feel very like empowered mm-hmm. because. Because the guy really likes it, like, and I know that guys really like we're sex like, too. We're at your mercy, you know. Yeah, it just, <laughs> it just like it's just so they're just in such a vulnerable state, and it's and it's not. I I like very strong men, so I mean, I don't. I it's not like I want them to be at my mercy, but it just feels very empowering. Mm-hmm. And the minute that like that happens, it's just like. I, I just feel like the guy is re- becomes really into you. Ultimately, like, it is a skill. And, like, I guess to a certain extent, I imagine, like, a lot of guys, like, have their own, like, they have their, their own preference of what they right. like. Like, some mm-hmm. guys like different things. Like, I know what I like. Um, but it is, you know, there's, like, there's some people that also can't do it well mm-hmm. that aren't good. And, mm-hmm. and, it, it, and it's, like, it, it, I don't know. It's um, when someone can, it's, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's right. Like, oh, so you're going to take yeah. that. Yeah. And it feels so good that you're like, yeah, bitch, you yeah. take that. This is, since we're now all of a sudden talking about blowjobs. <laughs> um, this is, we're starting I, segment two. Now. I feel is- like um, women have their like network of women where you exchange ideas and tips. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, obviously, do guys have that? No. So I don't. they just I, have porn. Um, yeah. I mean, you guys don't I, talk yeah. about like your figure own. it out. Think, you figure okay. it out along the that's way. I think maybe that's more the the difficult taboo mm-hmm. for guys. Like, yeah. we, don't, you don't we don't want to talk to each other about yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. no, no, yeah. no. I mean, like my like or my be, like, best friend. Thing. Like I'll talk to like my best friend, and like he's he's like a freak to a uh-huh. to, like more than I am. Yeah. So uh-huh. so I'll like kind of like nudge him, like yo, like you do this, like what's what's up with that thing, and like a little bit here and there. But that's like my best friend in the fucking right. world. There's like if anything, not a lot maybe of if you have like I've... a female friend that would mm-hmm. like that would talk to you about it, you'd feel more comfortable, I think, because yeah, it's maybe. less of an ego thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because because as a man, you should be able to know you should be able to like know what to do. But here's right? the thing though, is like again, it's like it doesn't like I can learn as much as I want from whoever, mm-hmm. but when I get to that girl, it's mm-hmm. just going to depend on her. Right. Yeah. So it, she like all talk. these fucking things that I just learned yeah. could not apply to her. Yeah. But, but <laughs> she's really like I, I feel like I you know, I rely heavily on that, like, so network, that support system of girlfriends. And I feel like, mm-hmm. guys, is this a, Is this a secret Facebook group? No. Oh, oh my God. It's literally any time you're ever with your girlfriend <laughs> yeah, ever. Yeah, really, really. And it ever. becomes a very But you know they have these, there's, like, these, like, secret female like female empowered I think girls only Facebook groups that are like secret groups that they all just share. Uh, yeah, there's like a stuff. no, but it's not sexual. Oh, no, some, some I, there's of them like are. Some, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, the one that I am part of is You're like wise one? Latinas, and it's more like you know about like women and politics and mm-hmm. like you know oh, yeah. rising above. No, there's some that are all. Yeah, I feel like, all, like I don't dating. need. Shit. Oh no, I don't need. I, it does. It's I, never secretive because yeah, my like group of girlfriends. That's just. Like, I think I tweeted this. Like, if we're together for five minutes, we're talking about sex for four of them. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, <laughs> That's yeah. That's what it yeah. is. I mean, it's even, just... Well, we lived together. You were, yeah. not, you were not having sex. And we were always talking about That's sex. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> dark ages. I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel like I don't talk about sex that much to... My friends, really. I, I, I feel like guys most guys don't. don't. Yeah. I don't think guys do. And I think like, that's the most important music resource. and all that yeah. good stuff. And then girls talk. It's kind of like, it's like this is like the extent of it. It's like, oh, did you go with that chick? Cool. 
You guys hook up? Yeah. Okay, uh-huh. cool. That and like that's it. It's just like yeah. either either you did it or you yeah, didn't. But it's like, right. oh, tell me everything that happened when Dude, you guys did it. Like, so no, amazing. I'm not going to tell you what, yeah. what we fucking did. It's so yeah. amazing that you <laughs> say that like, because my... <laughs> <laughs> which is appreciated for yeah, yeah. Even though and we you guys, you guys are like, oh my like, God, this is what his dick looks like. No, no, no. Guys always, guys' minds always go to that. Like, did you talk about how No, it's funny. No. Yeah. And it's funny because my gay friend always asks me how big this is. And I'm like, oh, it doesn't really matter. If anything, if it was a little bit smaller, I appreciate it. Here's a banana for scale. Like, I (laughs) Um, My brother, when I was like in my teens, told me that to like prep me for how guys communicate with each other. Like he was like, look, Sarah, even if you don't fuck around with a guy, when he's talking with his friends, they're just like, was she good or what? Like, it's not even like, did you or didn't you? So he was kind of like trying to say, Look, man, like even sometimes even if you don't, there's implications and guys aren't talking about details. They're just like, mm-hmm. she's good, huh? And then the guy's like, yeah. Like there's yeah, no, what, what did you yeah. do? Did that's you kiss? Did you have sex? Like, yeah. so that's interesting that you say that yeah. because I remember that from, you know, having an older brother mm-hmm. and being like, oh, so this is how guys are. <laughs> but girls, it's not, it's never like comparing like size, size. No, it's, it's more the experience, yeah. right? Yeah. Have yeah. you tried this? Do you do yeah. that? What do you think of it? And or, or just like, or just you know, you get a flashback when you're watching a show, and then you're like, oh, yeah. you know, it's really good. <laughs> oh yeah. And how else would you try? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have tried anything if it wasn't for my girlfriends. Like, oh, that's not that's what's mm, you know, yeah. untapped well, resources yeah, yeah. that yeah. you guys are. You know, mm. I just want to say that I love where this conversation went. <laughs> we're no longer talking about the cultural taboos of being single at certain ages. Mm. Um, I'm doing this thing, and I've already asked Nick, but I'll ask you just for the podcast. Um, I want to know if, you know, if you woke up tomorrow and the cultural things that are associated to the opposite gender were no longer, were just open in a free-for-all, right? Things that are not biologically, but that are associated with being male or being female, um, we're open. What is the first thing you would want to try or partake in that maybe, like for women, I feel like it's like that's grant, granted to men culturally or, you know, in society and for men kind of same thing. So like, what's something that you feel like guys get to do because they're guys um, and not biologically, but just because in of their dating, gender. In the dating I'll, world or just, just in, in general? I'll go, general. I'll go first because yeah, Sarah please. already asked yeah. you this, so you can think about your answer, you. but... Um, mine was that to have girls buy me a drink, oh, you know, like uh-huh. it's all, that's always, it's like mm-hmm. the guys go, I mean, we're pursuing girls. We're buying yeah. them drinks at the bar. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And I've actually had, this has happened at least once, maybe twice that a girl like in a bar has come up and bought me a drink. And it was like that's awesome. the nice. hottest fucking thing yeah. in the world. Like, is it about so- <laughs> the drink or is it about the no, girl about the- being the pursuer? Oh, uh, well, think? yeah, it definitely is. Like, the, um, so is it like, I want to be pursued the way girls are pursued? I mean, Sarah, I get pursued. I'm okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 I know. I think, I mean, that is, that is definitely part yeah, of it, you know? So but I also just want to, like, drink for free at a bar. Okay, uh-huh. that's where I'm trying to, like, <laughs> <a> separation. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> a little bit of both. Yeah, I'm, I'm gathering data for um, a dissertation I'll yeah. never write. But I just uh, want to know. I want to know. And the other, the other one that I said was getting out of parking tickets. Mm-hmm. Oh, not parking tickets. Nobody gets yeah. out of parking tickets. Yeah, you know, show a little cleavage, bat my eyes, 
throw my hair back. <laughs> Sorry, officer. I don't think that's how that's that, how it happens. I don't but know how it, yeah, just, I've gotten out of two. Playing, just playing. So, I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't I've know. gotten like, out of one, and then what did you do? What did you do? Like, I bet I, you batted your eyes because you, you bat your uh, eyes and things happen. I I felt like I swear to God I acted stupid. I swear that was what it was because he pulled me over because like I didn't intentionally have my acted stupid. I yeah, like because I know and I this is gonna sound horrible, but guys like to feel like they're helpful. So if you're just like, I don't, help me, I don't know. And then he literally was like, oh, because I was like, I don't know, I paid my registration. I just don't know why they didn't send me. And so I just played up the, I know I'm not proud of it, but I don't care, I don't want to get a ticket. Yeah. Shit. But then, and I told Nick when he said this too, of course, like, now in the news is like, uh, Daniel Holtzclaw was one, and you know these police officers that like pull over women intentionally mm-hmm. and then sexual sexually assault them. So, mm-hmm. so there goes that fucking. You gotta thing. go there. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So, what do you think? I know I didn't. We didn't give you a lot of time to think about it, but. Um, well, I know that again because we've already established that women talk a lot more about sex than men do. Um, this is about sex. Okay. Um, it's just um, not having to think about about giving it up when you when you're giving it up, like the timeline. Mm-hmm, like, because mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you really do want it, you know, and you want it right away, and and it's it's um, but you like the person, but you're afraid that if you if you go out with the per- you're going right. out with the person you like them, then you're and and you sleep with them right away, then it's going to be like, oh, does he think I'm a slut or does mm-hmm. he think I'm too easy? Is he now g- not going to take me mm-hmm. in the relationship route? He's going to take me in the other route. Got it. Um, That's a good one. It's happened to me that you know guys stop dating me because I don't give it up. Yeah. And guys stop dating me because maybe I don't know. One. In my mind, maybe I you right, know, right. I gave it up too soon. I know people that started dating and their first date they had sex and they're still together yeah yeah and that's great but but that's, but that's true. Like always women, in your yeah. mind women are never like you know what he really gave up the dick way too fast yeah so right slutty. never <laughs> never like it's it's yeah. not really a factor never. it's just like we never think about I, that. I also think it's i don't know i guess it depends but like i and i think guys agree that for the girls they're kind of the gatekeeper of when that happens but I get yeah. that, like, you don't mm-hmm. want to feel, you know, that, like, yeah, that I don't want to, yeah, and I, I'm, it's always like a, like a balancing act, and it's always like a, well, I don't know if it was too soon. Mm-hmm. Is that why he didn't call me? Does the magic yeah. gone? Yeah. I don't know. Like, like, he doesn't call me as much now. Yeah. You totally, super, totally. Like self. Like, at least, at least for me, it's like it. I've never been like, oh, like she had sex with me. I don't like her anymore. You know, but it's like. It's like more on like the quality of like was that really fucking great or not? You know, it's uh-huh. like that's almost worse for the. It is. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I really liked him, so I was really into him, and then I had sex with him, and now he's not calling yeah. me as much, probably because he didn't really like it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it's just it's just and so it's the weight of, of yeah. like the first. Yeah, time. it's just a lot of yeah. a lot of pressure. That's a good yeah. one. Huh, that's a good I never one. thought about I'm getting that. some yeah. really good. Yeah. A couple of the ones I, I got today too. One was from a friend of ours named Valenti, and he said. Um, more sympathy so that women kind of get more sympathy in certain situations or if they're like down they get more time to like really be emotional and stuff like that and have sympathy from yeah. their support groups and with guys he feels like there's a lot of like okay. just man up Pressure you know to, like, move out, move and on. I thought that was sure. good yeah sure. and then uh, one of my great girlfriends Stacy who was on the uh, podcast last week um, she was quick she was like go outside without my shirt on I was like, that's a great one. That's a great one. So I'm really, it's, I'm that getting really, nice. really awesome answers. So sunshine does feel okay. good. Is there anything you guys want to say to people who are younger than you or your former selves before you kind of found 
you know, mm-hmm. your enlightened 30. I feel like there's an opportunity to really, you know, I mm-hmm. target the younger audience or who kind of you guys used to be when you were younger. I mean, I would just, I would just encourage you to, to drop the, the timeline from mm-hmm. your, from your reality of mm-hmm. where you think you're supposed to be mm-hmm. in your life. And just like, you know, the numbers are just an illusion totally. you know? mm-hmm. and it's just yeah. like life is happening right now yeah. and just stay focused on on that and in the moment and just, mm-hmm. you know, just you are where you're awesome, supposed to be. You know, that's it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's, I think similarly, like don't, don't get hung up on the expiration dates because if you have set yourself goals, then you're going to reach them because you worked hard at it. And whether it happens when you thought it was going to happen or later then you know, life happens. Mm-hmm. So, so you can't get hung up on those. Yeah. Um, and and don't be embarrassed of being who you are because like you said earlier like it doesn't it doesn't matter the game doesn't matter mm-hmm. in the end it's like what you want and what yeah. you want to do and and whoever is going to like you is going to like you totally. for you so if they don't know who you really are then it's going to be hard for them to give you what yeah. you want it's crazy it's like you never really you know like take that in until you almost like get there it's mm-hmm. like, no, really, it doesn't matter because you have to be yourself for the rest of your life. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. what it is. So find out who you are and then and then carry on. Well, mm-hmm. thank you guys again. This thank was you. really thank excellent. You. That was fun. You guys are badass. Whoa.